2: ring talk studios in the city by the bay we're at fisherman's war in san francisco that's right you can't get a better spot to do radio television anything folks number one tourist spot in the world there is a reason as we sit here live for the next two hours we're close to pier 39 in fisherman's war straight up we're talking combat sports boxing for the first hour for the most part mma and pro wrestling for hour number two hour number one hmm gonna take a hard look and spend some time with the late Gennaro Hernandez. Of course, he passed away from cancer a few years ago, but the former two-division champion, of course, he's had a lot of class, more class than anybody I know, more class than myself, no doubt about that. But we'll hear from Gennaro in a couple of different interviews tonight as he approaches death, of course, from cancer. It's been four years now. Bottom line is he was a classy guy, and you get to experience the life and death of Gennaro Hernandez today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, Miguel Burchill was a winner last night on HBO. HBO emanating from the Great Western Forum. Man, one of the great fight arenas in the entire world, no doubt about it. I remember every other Monday night, they would have fights down there, and I got to do the TV and hang out with all those good guys. Jerry West and the Lakers. Oh, man, it was so cool hanging out at the L.A. Forum. Wow. L.A. Forum was rocking and rolling. You are tuned to the... Longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk, live, worldwide. A couple ways to contact us, the toll-free phone line, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the guilt-free text line. The text line is hot and it's happening. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Live from San Francisco, this is Ring Talk.
4: Or even this. Before you turn a key, step on the gas and let it rip. Before you get up and out and on the road, you have to be fueled by something. Make sure that
5: something is Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. If you have a Lowe's Advantage card, you can get an extra 5% off every day on items big or small. So you can save an extra 5% on a new coat of paint, updating appliances, replacing the flooring, and even save an extra 5% on little things like cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, and air filters. The big to-dos to the everyday essentials. You get an extra 5% savings every day when you use your Lowe's Advantage card. If you don't have one, apply today. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Subject to credit approval and can not be combined with any other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only.
1: Tell me, Rocky, you've got any representation? You have a manager?
3: Uh, no, just me.
1: Rocky, I've got a proposition I'd like to make
3: to you. A uh, uh, sparring?
1: Beg your pardon?
3: Well, I just said I know you're looking for sparring partners, and I just want to say I'm very available, you know. Uh, sparring with the chairman would be an honor, and you know what, Mr. Jerkitz? What? I wouldn't take no cheap shots. He'd really be a good sparring partner, you know.
1: You don't understand me, Rocky. My proposition's this. Would you be interested in fighting Apollo Creed for the World Heavyweight Championship? No. Listen, Rocky, Apollo's seen you fight. He wants to fight you.
3: Well, it's just that, you see, uh, I fight in clubs, you know, and I'm really a ham and egg, this guy, he's the best, and uh, it wouldn't be such a good fight, but th- thank you very much, you know, I appreciate it and you know. all
1: Rocky? You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. Paulo Creed does. And he's gonna prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title. And that unknown is you. He picked you, Rocky. Rocky, it's the chance of a lifetime. You can't pass it by.
0: Now, more Bring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: People gotta understand this. Here, uh, we all can have dreams, but the dreamer never chase us. We have to chase the dream. Fox says thirteen and a half minutes past hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Let's get the business, uh, the real business uh, at hand, out of the way. Okay, the Senate is about to vote on a health care bill this week that will strip close to twenty million Americans, mostly poor Americans, mostly older Americans, mostly. Senior Americans, okay, going to pull them off Medicaid and Medicare and this and that. And I think, you know, we need to stand up as, as Americans. We can't take something away from people they've already got. You can't take medical insurance away from people. Not even Don King, the number one Republican in the entire world, believes that you can take health care from people. We should, prov- we should, be, we should be providing health care for people, not taking away. And as a guy that's traveled to 33 countries, going to be 34 and 35 in October. And the 34th country is going to be Cuba. Has one of the best medical plans in the entire world. Why is that? Some little lowly communist country off the coast of Florida, 90 miles off the coast of Florida, has a better medical plan for its citizens than the people here in the great United States of America. Think about it. And lobby your Senate, folks. We need to uh, squash that Senate Trump Care bill. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the real business out of the way. Of course, last night coming to you from the LA Forum. What a great arena it is, folks. Let me tell you about this arena. We used to, not myself, but I used to watch guys bet back in the corners. They'd be betting, and it'd be, it'd be sort of cool. They're betting four-round fights. They're betting six-round fights. They're betting eight-round fights. I mean, they really, really know their boxing down there. I mean, the Mexican guys and, and some of the other um, ethnic groups get together back there, and they're betting back and forth. And it's just, it's just it was really, really, a, every other Monday night, every other Monday night. And the reason why you could bet on four-round fights was that Tony Curtis, the L.A. Forum matchmaker, Great Western Forum matchmaker, he put together these four round fights where these two guys are fighting four rounders, and like they're both five and zero. Oh. So you don't really—I mean, it's not like one guy's like nineteen and one, the other guy's like one and nineteen. Okay, you don't know what's going to happen. He always had these coin toss type of fights, man, and time and time again, week after week, every actually every other week after week, Monday nights, it just rocked the Great Western Forum. Good to see the forum making a bit of a comeback. Of course, Mikhail Burchanti, WBC 130 pound champion, is still that champion after defeating the number one ranked uh tikoshi Mura out of japan he can't came in with like 31 wins and 22 knockouts and it's funny that larry merchant i yesterday were talking about the fact that for the most part stereotypical i mean as far as stereotypes go japanese don't punch hard and yet this guy had 22 knockouts so i guess we sort of dropped that one there wow let's talk about what happened of course hmm, to robert the ghost guerrero man you know not too good for the ghost of course. They probably should have been playing that Ghostbusters song last night with Omar Figueroa, 27-0 now, one draw. This destroyed Robert the Ghost Guerrero, now 33-6, a draw at 18 knockouts. It was a Saturday night. Of course, the newly renovated Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, man, it just didn't look that good for the Ghosts. Got dropped three times in round number two, finished them off with two more knockdowns in round number three. It was all over. But the man that was once champion at 130, 135, I think 140. Anyway, he's won some titles, no doubt about it. Won a lot, a lot of titles, but it made a lot of money. And, and of course, I think he's went further than his ability ever, ever would have indicated. I mean, I think he was a good fighter, I know, no doubt about it. But he, was, he wasn't great. By any means, he wasn't great, never was great. I mean, you wouldn't put great Robert Guerrero in the same sentence. You put good, you put dedicated, you put um, determined, you put good chin, you put Fair defense, you put fair offense. I mean, 18 knockouts in almost 40 fights, 33 fights. Take that of 40 fights, um, 33-6-1. Shows he doesn't punch all that hard, especially moving up to 147 pounds. Of course, he sealed, um, his destiny was sealed when he lit up the unprepared (coughs) Andre Berto in that fight. Of course, that that sprung him to the fight with Floyd Mayweather, in which he basically lost a 12-round shutout decision and made lots and lots and lots of money. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, at 19 minutes past the hour, about 19 and a half minutes past the hour, I'll take an early break here, folks. And the reason why I'm going to do that is that I'm going to bring in two interviews with Gennaro Hernandez. Of course, Gennaro Hernandez, a former lightweight, former junior lightweight champion, 38-2 and two as a pro, only lost two fights, one to Mayweather, one to Oscar De La Hoya. The De La Hoya fight, I think he had a broken nose going into it, but you know, he, he, he lost both those fights. It was the only two fights he ever lost. But the real fight he lost was that last fight, that fight against the Big C. So we're going to hear from Jannar Hernandez as he's recovering from cancer the first time. And then we'll hear from Jannar Hernandez in his last interview ever given before he passed away. Of course, that is today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. And don't forget, we're here Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the Ring Talk Radio Network. Open phone lines around the planet. 1 800 878 Play. That's 1 800 878 7529. The guilt free text line. When I say the guilt free text line, like I've got a Saturday night show and people are drunk, so they don't want to call. Right, I call stupid. So I give them this guilt free text line option and it's sort, of, it's sort of cool for them. Anyway, it could be happening for you too as well. The guilt free text line for Ring Talk is 415 275 1613. That's 415 275 1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. 33-plus years now. Hey, often imitated but never duplicated. And 33-plus years sort of indicates we must be doing something right. Former four-time Golden Glove champion knocking out all bums. 11 a.m. Pacific Time, Saturdays and Sundays. 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays and Sundays. Right here on the Ring Talk Radio Network. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
10: Rebuild or replace transmission, thirty two hundred dollars. Anti lock brake system, thousand dollars. Rebuild or replace engine, twenty four hundred dollars. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you, every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard earned cash, and call Toco Warranty right now at.
3: That's 800 797 1256. Now, more of Ring Talk
2: with
0: Pedro Fernandez.
2: On the line from the City of Angels is one of my good friends, a man that I consider a true gentleman in and out of the ring. He is the one, the only Janara Hernandez. What's up, Chickenito?
14: hey Pedro how you doing and good evening to everybody out there listening to the show
2: uh good evening to you sir how, how's my how's my how's my buddy feeling how you feeling man
14: well thanks for asking uh, the you know the last couple of days it' has been pretty hard trying to recover from the chemo cycle that I had all last week I was in the hospital getting chemo Tuesday to through, through Friday so you know it, it starts taking effect and yesterday was one of those days where I was just weak. I mean, you know, I had no energy, no whatsoever.
2: Okay. So other than that, other than the uh, the chemo last week, any news? Have they told you anything? Are, are things progressing? Are things going the wrong way? How are things happening?
14: Well, you know, the, the bad thing about it is that uh, they've done some scans and they, they've noticed on the lymph nodes that are, clo- that are close to the lungs and to the kidneys, it shows that I have two two additional set cancer cells around there. And I got uh, what they say, I think they told me it was like a two-centimeter um, length cancer cell roaming around the tip of my lung. So it's not looking very well right now, but, you know, we're, we're still not giving up on all this.
2: Good enough. Giannaro Hernandez, is our guest, folks. for us, the two-time world champion, a man that lost only two fights in his entire career. And, of course, he always came to fight. Speaking of coming to fight... Were you surprised that Sugar Shane Mosley did not come to fight against Manny Pacquiao? I was sort of a little disturbed by that.
14: You know, uh, Pedro, I don't know what went through Shane's uh, mind at the time. Um,
2: that girlfriend of his, you see, the, you see the booty on her? That was probably what went through his mind. He wanted to get hurt because he wanted to get out of the ring and take care of her.
14: <laughs> well, you know, it, it, did, it did seem like he was in there showing that he just want, was out there to survive. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he got hit, and uh, I, I guess it just lightened a, a, some some type of spark in his brain, saying that you know what, I'm a little you know I'm getting to the age where I'm a little too old, I don't want to take a beating no more, I don't want to take any punches no more. So he went into a survival mode, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one thing that I heard from uh, from somebody close to them that worked in this camp was the fact that at the last minute, and I'm not sure whether, whether this played a part or not, but he put on some boxing shoes as an advertisement. And, you know, as a promotional thing. You try to make a little extra money, which, you know, obviously he didn't need to do, but he did, from what I heard. He put on a new pair of shoes that were never broken in, and at the end of the night there was a pretty big big blister that kind of popped in there on his right foot that just was bothering him from the third or fourth round. That's what I heard.
2: Gennaro, don't we all know that we don't – wear brand new boxing shoes in a ring don't we i mean isn't that i mean isn't that sort of accepted around the world i mean we all know that we've been fighting you i fought 19 years you fought a long time we we both know that you just don't do that it's just not done i mean the guys that have done that i can go back and think of them orlando canizales gerardo martinez guys like that they both had very very uh traumatic events because these big blisters on their feet but Correct. Shane Mosley trying to make a couple of extra bucks, man. I mean, did Jim Mosley, did his wife take all that much? Did his ex-wife take that much?
14: You know, Pedro. Uh, I don't know how hard he got hit in his pocket, but you know, when you get a divorce, it's not nice, you know. And uh, unfortunately for Shane, you know, uh, if if it is true that you know that the shoes played a part of it, then you know, it's understandable why he didn't move and state the way he he told me he was going to do. So, yeah, so to me, it was very disappointing to see Shane look the way he did because, um, uh, to be honest with you, when I saw Shane two weeks before the fight, he was excited. He even convinced me that he was going to be the, the fighter that I knew back in the 90s, which was stick and move and use power and use speed, but he, he didn't use any of it. So, to me, you know, like I say, only Shane knows what happened that night, and he claims that he'd never been hit as hard of a punch by anybody as he did that So, you know, it, it, it was just disappointing to me. But, you know, only, only Shane could answer all those questions.
2: Good point. We're talking with Gennaro Hernandez, folks. We do have open phone lines coast-to-coast all across Canada, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands as you are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the American Forces Network, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 Hot topic on the website brought up by my previous guest, one of my writers, Slam and Sammy Perez uh, Gennaro, and that is the use of boxing gloves, Gennaro. I right. always thought that when I fought when I fought other guys, I used to wear eights. So I weighed 139 pounds, so they let me wear eight-ounce gloves. I right. always wanted the other guy to wear the same type of gloves as I If We were both wearing Everlast. That was cool. If we were both wearing Reyes. That was cool. If we were both wearing some other brand. That was cool. But we both had to wear the same gloves, in my mind, to make things Fair and across the board. Now you've got guys wearing different gloves, and whether they weigh the same or not, they're going to affect different. They're going to inflict different amounts of damage. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to the, the the results from the punches will be different. How do you feel about that? Should guys be wearing the same gloves?
14: Well, I mean, I, I do feel that you know, in a in a world title fight, they should they should uh, be using the same type of brand of gloves. Uh, but then again, nowadays. With these promotional companies uh or these boxing glove companies paying more to have their gloves advertised on tv and the tv allowing all this and plus the commissioners you know by all means you know they want to make money one way or another and i think it's wrong what they're doing but you know my thing is that if i'm if i'm a fighter and you give me clitoris gloves i'm going to use those gloves and if my opponent wants the word grant which are a little more spongier and they're going to inflict less pain on me Then more power to my opponent because he's taking his power away, and he's, and, I, and there's less chances that I'll get hurt. So, so for me, hey, whatever gloves you want to wear, just as long as you don't force me to use whatever brand of gloves you want to use.
2: But don't you think, you know, in the old days, wasn't it always the call of the champion or they flipped a the coin during negotiations as to who would have the choice of the gloves, something like that? Wasn't
14: it one, one, wasn't it either one or the other? Well, back in the day, well, when I used to fight, the 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 champion always had first choice of choosing the glove. It wasn't much about you know any any type of brand that that was out there at that time because the only gloves that, that I've ever used and they ever offered me to use at the time was Cleto Reyes. We never had that opportunity of. Oh, well, I gotta use, or, or we can choose Grant or Everlast or any other brand. Like right now, nowadays they give, you, I guess they give you the option because you're ordering your your robe and your shorts. Oh, and we can, you know, we can use, we can add the glove color the same way. You know, it, it's all about style now. I guess for a lot of for a lot of fighters, but for me. I don't care what color what color shorts or whatever I was going to use, my glove was going to be Cleto Reyes, and it was going to be either red or blue, like like in the old days.
2: Okay, General, I've got a question for you. Is Juan Manuel Marquez, is he in a no-win situation against Manny Pacquiao, especially if they fight like at a 145 pounds or 147 pounds in November?
14: You know, with all due respect to, to Juan Manuel Marquez, I think he's a great guy, but in reality I see no, no chance in him winning this fight. I mean, yeah, he's given Manny Pacquiao the hardest fights, I believe, since he's become this big idol. But uh, I honestly believe that uh, that Juan Manuel, his time is, you know, his time has come up already. You know, I, I think that he may give a good shot at it, but that I see him winning the fight. I honestly don't see him with any chance of winning this fight.
2: Would he have a chance if the fight was at one forty?
14: Well, he—I think he has a better chance at one forty. Because I think uh, Manny would have a little more trouble trying to come down and cure that weight that he's put on. And he hasn't fought at 140 for quite some time now. So I think his body will give him trouble to come down to 140.
2: Speaking of 140 and Manny Pacquiao, I thought his most impressive performance in, in, in history as far as all of his title fights were concerned I thought his most impressive performance was against Ricky Hatton. And although Ricky Hatton was a bit limited, Ricky Hatton came to fight. and Ricky Hatton went down slugging, unlike these other guys who just stand there and, like, take the beating and end up going down. But I thought Ricky had, I thought Ricky Hatton brought it that night. Um, what do you think Pacquiao's best moments has been?
14: I think the best moment, and, you know, with all due respect, and I have nothing against anybody, but I think the way he beat Oscar – the way he beat oscar even though although oscar came back from a two year retirement i mean just the way that he displayed everything and just pummeled on oscar and hit him whenever he wanted to because oscar was a, he was a he was a good defensive fighter as well he was pretty quick he had power he had speed but that night Manny just showed that he was just way too much and oscar was way out of his league you know
2: sugar ray leonard came down to 160 pounds to fight ray uh, to fight Hector Camacho, back, I believe, in the late 1990s, I televised a fight from Atlantic City. He hadn't been at that weight in years. They made him weigh in. Uh, Mike Akre, who was Camacho's manager, made him weigh in the the morning of the fight, so he didn't have much time to put back on weight. Do you think making these guys go to unnatural weights, weights they hadn't been at in a long time, do you think that just is such a detriment that they can't overcome it?
14: Well, I mean, you know, there are some fighters that, you know, that have trouble even making the weight limit that they're supposed to be at. Like, for instance, uh, if Manny Pacquiao, I'm not sure how much he walks around with now, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he comes down at 247, he feels like a natural 147 pounder now. Uh, whereas, like myself, where I used to fight at 130 pounds, and I would walk around, like, maybe five pounds over the weight limit, and I had no trouble, you know, not until the end, but, I mean, you know, you're looking at a guy who fought 14 years at the same weight class? Mm-hmm. So the body obviously wants to grow and and you know get a little stronger. But you know I just didn't allow it. Um, I just think that you know it just depends on on certain certain um, metabolisms on the fighters.
2: Okay. Were you impressed with Andre Ward the other night?
14: I was very impressed with Andre Ward. Um, I think he did a, ph- a phenomenal job of what he did. Uh, he was, I mean, he's just an exciting fighter, and we'll we'll see we'll see what what happens after this. You look at Andre
2: Ward, he's a true gentleman. You look at Robert Guerrero, another true gentleman. Paul Malinagi's a pretty good guy. I mean, he's you know, Paulie's got a big mouth, but deep down inside, he's really a good hearted guy. All three of these guys said if they were to fight Manny Pacquiao, they would demand random drug tests. They don't believe that Manny Pacquiao is doing things legitimately, or they suspect that he's not doing things legitimately. If you were to fight him, would you be asked for a random drug test?
14: Uh, you know, I, I'm not the type of guy that, that wants to impose and, and put rules down. I have no problem. If, if, if they were to offer me a fight against Manny Pacquiao, if I was still fighting, I have no problem fighting Manny Pacquiao, taking the drug or not taking the drug or doing this or doing that. I have no, no, no problem in fighting him any, any night. And the reason why is because he's human. Eventually, you hit a wall, it's going to fall, it's going to break. And that's what they got to do. You can't hit a guy in the face. You got to hit a guy in the body to tear it down. And that's something that I'm, that people are not understanding that Manny Pacquiao is not beatable by hitting him in the face. Manny Pacquiao is beaten by hitting him to the body.
2: That is the great Gennaro Hernandez, folks. We wish you the very best as far as your recovery is concerned, man. And you know you're welcome on this show anytime you need, anytime you want to. And if you need me, I'd fly down there in a heartbeat for you. You realize that, right?
14: You know, Beto, I have always appreciated you. Uh, I know you're a very great friend, a very good guy. Uh, anytime that you that you would like to hear anything about about my point of view or anything, I, my doors are open for you. You know, I would never say no to you because you're a, you're one of the best guys out there.
2: Okay, do me a favor, say hello to that lovely wife of yours because she's a tremendous lady. Okay.
14: Well, thank you very much, I would do that now. You know, like I said to everybody. God bless everybody. Hope everybody
2: has a good evening, and Pedro, continue doing what you do best, and this is what you do best right now. The greatest, folks, Gennaro El Hernandez, two-time world champion. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. That was, wow, 2010, a long time ago, no doubt about that. Passed in 2011, the great Gennaro Hernandez. We'll hear his last interview on the other side of the break. You are tuned to the... Ring Talk Radio Network with open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-75294. See, guilt-free text line. That's hot. That's happening as well. And the address is 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on the Ring Talk Radio Network.
16: you'll find out how invent help may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies so call now call invent help at 1-800-316-1738 that's 1-800-316-1738 get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738 that's 1-800-316-1738 1-800-316-1738, 1-800-316-1738. Now, more of Ring
2: Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, our next interview. This last segment of uh, Ring Talk Live Worldwide, as far as interviews are concerned, we will bring you the last interview of Gennaro Hernandez, taped June 7, 2011. Take that back, taped June 4th 2011. Of course, live on Ring Talk, that Saturday edition. He came. Uh, on the show he was in really bad shape you'll listen to this is pretty pretty brutal but the bottom line is this is Gennaro at the end and he, he wasn't afraid to let you know how he went out bottom line is Gennaro Hernandez unplugged at the very end let's go us take it to Southern California bring in the great Gennaro Hernandez Gennaro uh, it's a very sad moment for me to have you on the radio at this point in time but I thank you for spending some time with us this morning
17: Pedro, I appreciate you giving me the time. Like always.
2: Well, I, 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 what made you? What made you decide to end the chemotherapy? What was What was the decision behind that?
17: I, I didn't decide. The doctors uh, they claimed that the chemo that I had done in this last cycle, which was about a month ago, it was one of the one of the one of the hardest ones, supposedly. But it's just not doing anything to control the cancer and the cancer just it's exploding all over me and and it's uh I mean it's just giving me some vicious pain. I it's I feel like my skin is burning. Like right now right now I'm talking to you, I feel like my my right my not my right from my left chest it's up in flames right now.
2: Well, you know I don't know what more to say than my brother, except that you've been the classiest guy that I've ever dealt with, in boxing, and not only in boxing but in the world at large. I mean, nobody deserves to go out in the manner in which you're going out, and, and it brings me to tears to sit here and I have to talk to you like this. But um, I don't know what this I don't know what to say, man. I, I, all I can say is that. I don't know anybody has ever said anything bad about you. I don't know anybody has ever said anything negative about you. You've been the most positive person I've ever met in my life, when you, whether you were boxing, whether you were doing the CompuPunch numbers at ringside, no matter you're doing radio interviews, TV interviews. You know, I mean, people around the world realize that you are really a special human being, and, and I want to recognize you for that.
17: Well, you know, I think we're all, we're all special human beings. we got all... You know, we all have something within us that, you know, that, that people would always accept and they won't. And, you know, and, and, uh, I won't. And uh, I'm just sorry that, you know, I'm feeling these pains, but, uh, uh, my thing is that, you know what, we're all special. We know, like you said, nobody deserves to go out like this. And uh, unfortunately, my, my car was dealt with, you know, having to go out like this. And, well, you know, all, all I can say is that I had 45 great, great, wonderful years of life. I had 20 good, wonderful, great people behind me throughout my boxing career, which is all the fans, all you guys from the 5th. You know, I love you guys. I appreciate all the everything you guys ever did for me. And, you know, and, and I know they've given me only a couple of weeks to, to months, whatever, you know, whatever the Lord decides to give me is where I'm going to live. And, you know, if it's full of pain, it's the pain I want to go through, but you know what, what hurts me more is the fact that I got a beautiful wife and two kids, and I know my job is not done here, and, it, you know, it's trying to get cut short, but I'm going to try to follow it as much as I can.
2: Well, I wish you the best of luck, man, if you need me to call me, and if you like me to um, speak at any services or things like that for me, you have your wife call me, and I will fly down and and do, and do all, I, all I can for you, okay? I appreciate
17: it very, well. appreciate right. very much.
2: God bless you, man. I'll talk to you soon.
17: Likewise, and out everybody for
2: me. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Folks, the great Gennaro Hernandez, what more can I say? He's under pain medication as I speak. You can tell that that's not his voice, per se. That's really not the energetic Gennaro we've had over the years. and. <sighs> just don't know what to say. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Man, that was one of the most crushing interviews I've ever done in my entire life. Three days later, he would leave this planet, check out of the hotel of life, per se, talk about the great former WBC and super featherweight linear world champion. No doubt about that. And I do want to mention this. The reason why I brought him out today and the reason why I brought back this Gennaro Hernandez clip and how gruesome it was towards the end how brutal it was how how, how real it was is that he didn't have health care he didn't have a health care pan okay and he couldn't afford the chemotherapy even though he made a decent amount of money as a professional fighter somewhere up close to a uh, million dollars in a couple of different fights okay For, as far as individual purses were concerned but the bottom line is he couldn't afford the chemotherapy treatments and things like that they that needed to kick it the first time because he kicked it the first time in fact, he kicked butt the first time, much like John Wayne. But the second time, it just it just took Gennaro and it took him out. But the reason why, I'm, again, I'm bringing this up is that had Bob Arum not been able to step in with the money to afford and pay for the chemotherapy treatments, had Top Rank not done that, um, he would have died even sooner and probably, you know, would have probably been a lot uglier for him. So I really want to commend Bob Arum and I want to commend Top Rank. They were classy, classy with Gennaro Hernandez at the end, and why not? He was the classiest man I've ever met in my entire life in the world of professional boxing. There has never, <clears throat> excuse me as I clear my voice, as I almost cracked a tear there. There has never been a classier guy ever in the world of boxing than Gennaro Hernandez. But again, he had no health care plan, okay? He would just died in the street the first time. No Medicaid, no nothing like that. Come on, folks. Call your senator. Let's just get together on this one. Let's not repeal health care from people. You can't take health care away from poor people and old people, 20 million of them. You just can't do it. And this was a classic example of why. Gennaro Hernandez went out on his shield because of the fact that somebody was able to pay his medical bills at the end. His medical bills, not had they not been paid, he'd have died a lot sooner and a lot been a lot nastier. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of Boxing and MMA. And hour number two, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about the world of the USC, of course. And I will also bring in boxing manager extraordinaire Bob Spagnola, and I'll ask him. You know, I mean, people are talking about boxing being dead, and I think uh, uh, my next caller mentioned something about that. But the bottom line is, there was over fifty cards worldwide last night in the world of professional boxing, according to BoxRec.com. And it, with fifty shows going worldwide, I don't think that means boxing is dead. I think boxing is alive and well especially in other parts of the world outside of the continental USA. That being said, we take it to the Ring Talk phone lines to Willing, West Virginia, and bring in Richard. What's up, Big Rich?
18: Yes, yesterday you, you mentioned one of the things you said is boxing isn't dead, and I thought it was. Well, I turned on Fox last night to watch. There was just a fight on. I just wanted to check it out to see. And I'll tell you what, I watched three fights. On the 80 inch screen, and they were great fights. They were, uh, there was no, these are regular boxing matches, and as far as I'm concerned, boxing is back to the way it was. These three fights, they were two quality fighters, just one was better than the other in all three fights. But I'll tell you what, they uh, they didn't back down. It was like the olden days, it was like Duran and Camacho and Hearns and Leonard and all of them, give and take. And I think if that's the way it's going to be, plus it was free. To watch something like that, if that's going to be on every week, I'll watch boxing again because it was great.
2: Richard, you mentioned the four-letter word there, free. Did that have a whole lot to do with it? I mean, you wouldn't have watched that card had you had to pay for it, would you? No. Exactly. If it was of course, all
18: pay-per-view, absolutely.
2: Al Heyman, a premier boxing champion, of course. I don't
18: know who these fighters were. I never heard of any of them. But they were still, they were still great fights. I was, I I didn't leave there until they had uh, three tubby women. I didn't get to see the rest of them because there were three tubby women standing in the line and blocking the TV, so I couldn't see. So I had to leave.
2: Well, well, that, well, next time we'll get you a little stool that you can stand on and look over the broads. Anyway, I got to run. Rich, thanks for the call. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide 49. Make that. Almost 50 minutes past here. our Open phone lines. Another hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Still to, uh, still to come here on the Ring Talk Radio Network. Of course, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 878 John Am I harping on health care? Yeah, it's important, man. 20 million people are going to lose their health care. And I don't care what you say about it, folks. If you don't have health care, you're in trouble. I mean, you're just in trouble. I mean, you can't roll the dice. Eventually, you're going to get sick. Eventually, people get sick. When I've been to other countries around the world, I've gotten sick. Never had to foot a bill. Got sick in Colombia, Colombia, cocaine capital of the world, right? Illicit drugs, all that kind of good stuff, good health care. Dr. Munoz there took me in the hospital. I was down there for, I think, for 36 hours, IVs, all that kind of good stuff, all kinds of lab tests. And hey, no charge. Got sick in China, Macau, China, same thing, no charge. Got sick in Dubai, same thing, no charge. If I was to get sick in any United States city, I would be charged. Why is that? I mean, think about that. If you can go around the world to modern countries and get free medical care, quality, high class medical care, why can't you get it here in the good old continental USA? And the bottom line is if you cut 20 million people off the Medicaid and the Medicare rules, where are they going to go? We'll have people zombies in the street, lack of medication. People will be dying left and right. You think I'm kidding? Think about that. Taking medical care away from 20 million people. Enough said. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of. Boxing and MMA. Of course, on the 16th of September, we go live to Las Vegas, Nevada. The big one, baby. Giannati Golovkin, Triple G, of course. 38-0. What he's got? 34, 35 knockouts. I mean, the guy's the real deal. No doubt about that. But I'm uh, standing up on the other side of the ring. The Mexican pretty boy. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez, the ascending junior middleweight champion. What is he? 40 back. 50 wins. Uh, a loss and a draw. The only loss to... Floyd Mayweather, of course, he has two left feet as far as his footwork is concerned. That is his deficiency. I'm talking about Canelo Alvarez. Now, the big thing about Janani Golovkin is he cuts off the ring better than, um, probably better than anybody since the guy that Richard just mentioned, Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran cut the ring off, man. You couldn't. And Duran was in shape. He got that foot over and you just couldn't. He imposed his will. You couldn't. Him. You had to fight the way he wanted you to fight because he was so slick and adept at cutting off the ring and at the same time slipping blows, okay? So I really got to give a whole lot of props to Canelo Alvarez here and I think, I think, I think, I think I think that Canelo's strength is going to be the determining factor here. Wow! What am I trying to tell you? Upset time. Of course, Golovkin's favorite. I'm going to go with Canelo right now. I'm leaning towards Canelo. Uh, the godfather, Larry Merchant and I, of course, we've talked about how people are walking up to us in public now and asking about the Golovkin-Canelo fight. They're not asking about Mayweather and and Conor McGregor, of course. I'll get to that in hour number two, but they're not asking about the freak show. No, no, they're asking about the real fight of the year. Gennady Golovkin unbeaten September the 16th on pay-per-view against Canelo Alvarez. 50 wins, one loss, one draw, 38 KOs, something like that. The best against the best. It don't get no better than that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing and MMA, folks. 33-plus years now. Damn, I must be doing something right. Huh? Or I already got pictures of somebody. Bottom line is Steel City, WWCS, 5.40 a.m. in the Steel City, Pittsburgh, PA. Of course, Paul Spadafora, man, going back there in the day. Those are some good times in the Steel City, the Spadafora Day, Of course, went undefeated in the Steel City. Didn't lose until he was like 50 years old. Paul Spadafora, the former lightweight champion. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing and MMA. The clock says 53 minutes past the hour.
6: Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right
3: That's
9: 855-325-1780. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me
3: Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
0: I think that the Affordable Care Act, you know, as long as it wasn't a name of the Obamacare, it would pass. They made the test already. But the fact of the matter is, at the essence of it all, is people need health care. Now, more of Ring Talk with
2: Pedro Fernandez. The great Don King, of course, on healthcare, and him being Don, uh, Donald Trump's biggest cheerleader. Think about it. Even Don King says we all need health care, especially the old, the elderly, and the poor. Bottom line is I want to say that we got Texas wrapped up, baby. I'm talking about Austin, Texas. KTXX 104.9 FM, of course, has an... Austin TX. And how about Dallas TX? Man, I haven't been in Dallas in a while, but I expect to be in Dallas in August or September. And, of course, Dallas is rocking on 1310 AM, KTCK. And, hey, and I can't forget the Houston station. Of course, Bob Spagnuolo will come to us in hour number two. Is listening on KGAL, 1560 AM in Houston, Texas. Hour number two. We're going to talk mixed martial arts. We're going to talk about the business of boxing, the business of MMA, how it's going in different directions, or is it going in different directions? I think boxing is doing well, of course, boxing on television last night, both on HBO and, of course, premier boxing champions airing that card, of course, topped by the fountain where Omar Figueroa face planted, essentially knocked the snot out of Robert Guerrero. I mean, not once, not twice, but he knocked him down five times, five knockdowns. Maybe time to look for a day job for the kids from the garlic capital world, Gilroy, California. What was his record? 33-6-1, 18 KO, something like that. Got a whole lot to be proud of, winning championships, making a good living for his family. But it's time to walk away right now because the hunger, the reflexes, and the pop is no longer there. No matter how good you get that body in shape, as far as the looks are concerned, when it comes to performing, it's just a little bit short when you cross that 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 you cross the goal line per se, the finish line as far as your peak is concerned. And once that's done, it's all downhill from that point. And five knockdowns, what kind of say? Five knockdowns, ee, an embarrassing way to go out. So Robert, if you can get a fight against somebody like me, get the fight against somebody like me or Dave in the other room. So it's me or Dave, and the bottom line is retire after that. After you annihilate us, just retire and get away. Hour number two still to come talking about the world of mixed martial arts but of course we'll also bring in the world of boxing we'll bring in boxing manager bob spagnola to talk about both as i said the business of both boxing and mma so to come on the ring talk radio network still coming hour number two open phone lines around the around around the world 1-800-878 play that's 1-800-878-7529 of course the the Skype line is happening as well, and he dresses sports byline and the number two, and of course, the guilt free text line, 415 275 1613. This show has been dedicated to not only Janaro Hernandez, but to health care for every single American And listens to the show and breathes as I speak. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide.
8: Say
20: radio news with Chris Barnes.
21: President Trump says in his weekly address
1: I am pleased to report that we are very, very close to ending this health care nightmare.
21: But since he delivers that address, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's been forced to push back the vote on that GOP health care bill again because Senator John McCain, a critical vote, is recovering from eye surgery. McCain announced that he will not be taking part in any congressional votes for the next week, putting the bill one vote short of passing that's ap harold reporting two republican senators Rand paul and susan collins already saying they're voting against this measure the latest ruling on the president's travel ban being appealed by the trump administration which is unhappy that a judge in hawaii has broadened the list of relatives who can be allowed to come into the country under that order this is usa radio news attention all men did you know that bladder control problems are very common If you or a loved one is suffering
4: from male incontinence, please listen to this important message from Men's Liberty. Because bladder control problems do not need to keep you from living an active life any longer.
8: Using Men's Liberty, we can go places and I don't feel a sense of anxiety.
4: Best of all, costs can be covered by Medicare or private insurance. Call 888-827-7549 to receive a free week supply with your order. That's 888-827-7549. Call 888-827-7549.
5: Hi, I'm Wayne Alleroot for VRA. In 2003, Kip Perridge founded VRA, his global investment newsletter. His VRA is unlike anything you've ever seen. He's outperformed Wall Street every year since 2003. Today, in honor of the national rollout of my radio show, Kip wants to give every listener his new book for free. It's called Crash Proof Prosperity, Becoming Wealthy in the Age of Trump. To beat the markets and become wealthy in the age of Trump, get your free copy at VRAinsider.com. It's 100% free at VRAinsider.com. That's VRAinsider.com.
21: About a year ago, all the talk was about U.S. Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte and a big mistake he made. Now a Brazilian court is dismissing a criminal case that grew out of it, as Richard Jordan explains.
11: The appellate court concluded that Lochte did not break the law when he exaggerated the details of an incident at a gas station during the Olympics in August. The swimmer was charged with falsely communicating a crime to authorities. He told NBC that he and three other U.S. swim team members were stopped and robbed at gunpoint as the cab they were in pulled away away from the station. Rio police reported that the swimmers vandalized the gas station restroom and lied about the crimes committed against them. The court ruled that Lochte did not break the law because whatever he said in the NBC interview did not count as a false report. A giant sinkhole that
21: swallowed two homes in Land Lakes, Florida, north of Tampa has stopped growing, but officials say they're now shifting from response to recovery mode, which they say could take months. Luckily, no injuries were reported when the ground gave way. This is USA Radio News.
17: U.S. Sports Pages is your absolute one-stop shop for sports news. Why spend hours researching multiple sites to find your favorite team stories when our producers go through every newspaper in the country to pick out the best articles to reduce your prep time? We also include trending topics within the entertainment industry. U.S. Sports dot com is the only site you'll ever need to get your sports fix. Be sure to check us out today, the daily links at U.S. Sports dot com. Again, that's U.S.SportsPages.com.
1: The Democratic politicians who passed Obamacare made many big promises, but they turned out to be lies. Absolute, total lies.
21: As we told you at the top of the news, the focus of President Trump's weekly address was health care and the health care bill in the Senate.
1: The Senate health care bill stops the Obamacare disaster.
21: In the weekly message from Democrats, Representative Benny Thompson, the ranking Democrat on the Committee on Homeland Security, said that many Americans are starting to lose confidence in the security of America's voting systems.
19: Just this week, one poll found one in four respondents reported that they may not vote in the next election because of cybersecurity concerns. This is not acceptable.
21: Disneyland is unveiling the name of its new Star Wars-inspired attraction as the new section of that park will be called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The announcement was made yesterday at D23, the Disney Fan Expo at the Anaheim Convention Center. New images and scale models also released of the new 14-acre, billion-dollar section of the park that will include two new rides. It's set to open in two years. And in the longest game of the season so far, the Yankees beating the Red Sox yesterday 4-1 to in a 16-inning, nearly six-hour affair. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
5: 800 Ladies and gentlemen, live
0: from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Top, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts.
8: Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that?
0: Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com.
1: Yes,
19: sir. Happy days are here again. And now,
0: the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
1: What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for me.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. Pedro Fernandez. Domasi Caballeros, bienvenidos. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 33 plus years now, you're inside looking the world of combat sports. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm an award winning writer, former four time Golden glove champion. Made it to the Olympic trial process back in the day. The bottom line is I could fight a little bit, I could talk a little bit. And of course, we're talking mixed martial arts, boxing, and of course, pro wrestling if you want to. In this hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, I open up the phone lines universally around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's one 800 878 But wait, I've got the Skype line happening for my buddy my, over there in Austria. What's your name, Andy? Andy in Austria? Here you go, baby. Sports byline and the number two. Sports byline, all lowercase, and the number two. That's my Skype address. And get this. I've also got a guilt-free text line. You can say, you can you know, like call me or whatever you want to call me or basically drop any comment that you want. You don't have to live by it. But the bottom line is you don't have to hear your name, yourself, yourself to get embarrassed on the radio either. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Of course, Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevinshenko, the UFC main event, of course, last week, didn't happen. Why? Well, you know, Amanda Nunes, had, she said she had a sinus infection bottom line, she probably didn't take care of business cutting weight. Okay, when you cut weight, all these fighters are cutting weight. They're cutting cutting weight to unnatural weights. Of course, you've seen that video on YouTube of Chris Cyborg, Santa's the best fighter in the world as far as women, mixed martial arts fighters are concerned, the strongest, without a doubt. But you've seen her struggle to make weight. I mean, dying. Ah! And one time I saw a boxer carried out of a sauna in a rubber suit, telling me he wanted to die. Didn't want to box ever again. Man, these guys go through some extreme, extreme conditions to make that way. It is a crazy, crazy world in the world of MMA. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide talking MMA on the Ring Talk Radio Network.
8: Once more, 800-758-0725.
5: My joints used to kill me. Beautiful job of turning her back over, but Kaufman
19: being stubborn, coming back up to her knees, keeping her balance, looking at roll her back over.
2: Yeah, and that arm lock she's got, Pat, where she's holding her bicep, that's stopping it. Kaufman's lone
0: loss came via, and it's over! Brody, Ronda, Rousey continues to
2: amazing! Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Wow, Glasgow, Scotland, the UFC, of course, Ultimate Fighting Championships, July 16th. There's a card going on as I speak on the air, of course, on Fox Sports 1. But it started off on bypass. And guess what? This UFC card started rocking and rolling. I mean, a couple of chicks hooking it up in the world, uh, in the women's bantamweight division, 135 pounds. Straight up, uh, Leslie Smith defeated Amanda Lemos with a TKO, those punches and elbows that was in the second round. Of course, a bantamweight bout between Brett Johns and uh, Albert Morales, unanimous nod. Don't like those unanimous nods. Another lightweight bout, uh, Danny Henry versus uh, Daniel Timor. That was another unanimous win for Henry. So when they go to the cards, and people are, people don't get all excited, but when you got a KO like Galore Bolando knocking out um, <laughs> Chris Charlie Ward in like the first round, two minutes and ten seconds in, Alexandra uh, Paraha, uh, he was a winner of course over Neil Gary. That was a submission rear naked choke. That was a third round. So another uh, card, another bout had it. Uh, a KO and punches and we'll talk about Danny Roberts and Bobby Nash. This is the way that USC fights should end. The reason why I say that is because we look to the USC and the world of mixed martial arts for exclamation marks, for punctuation marks. We look there. We look to get, boom! I mean, we don't want to sit there and you now scratch your head and think, you know, some of the same boxing judges and some of these MMA judges, and we've seen some of the decisions that come out of boxing over the years, so that's probably not the smartest thing in the world to do, to allow fights to go to the scorecards. Speaking of scorecards, Manny Pacquiao's uh, controversial loss a couple of weeks ago in Australia. Bottom line is, you know, he was old. In the WBO, the World Boxing Organization, they reviewed that decision, and I think they had they assigned five judges to review the fight, and all five judges, I think, that back four judges they had it for uh, the challenger down there. Of course, young man, you got to give him some props. You really do. I mean, you know, came in a ba- basically a rookie. And nobody gave him a chance, and he walked out with a 12 round walk away decision from Manny Pacquiao, but. One decision, uh, one judge had it like nine to three in rounds. I think that was a little bit long. But all those judges, except for one, one judge had it even. I think the other four WBO judges in review had it um, for the young man from Australia. Now, when you look at that and the fact that Robert Guerrero was spanked on you know, on Fox TV Saturday night, man, I mean, not knocked down five times by Omar Figueroa. Listen, Al Heyman, the premier boxing champion, the czar, the brain, the Harvard the Harvard uh, educated lawyer, Harvard alumni, of course. Putting his, putting his brain down there and trying to figure out a way to make money in boxing. Of course, he hasn't made a whole lot yet because he spent a whole lot. Remember, he bought his way into boxing. That's what he did. He bought his way in. I mean, he bought TV dates on on CBS and NBC and Fox and ESPN. He bought all those cards. Okay, And now, of course, Bob Arum's got this ESPN boxing deal, which will go up against Mr. Um, Mr. Heyman's Premier Boxing Championships. And this is good. Why is this good? Competition. And it's free competition. ESPN is free boxing, okay, as is Fox Sports One. So you got it, and he's got it on pop. He's he's got about like 19 different networks he's tried to run boxing on, Al Heyman has. Some have been successful, some haven't been. But the bottom line is, you got to like what he's doing for the world, professional boxing, no doubt about that. Now, in this Fox Sports main card, of course, coming to you from Glasgow, Scotland, where at one point in time, for like five or six years, I was the hottest boxing writer in all of Scotland. Now, how could I say that when I was based here in San Francisco? Because I had a fax machine. I used to fax my column over on a Thursday night. and It would appear in the Glasgow Sunday Post. Of course, we had like a million five circulation back in the 80s. Bam! Back in the 80s. That's the, when newspapers were king, baby, before the Internet. But the Glasgow Sunday Post, that's where uh, Glasgow, Scotland, is where this card is going to take place. And, of course, the main event, Gunnar Nelson, the uh, favorite here, in the main event against Santiago Ponsasibo. And uh, Joanna Crawford's in a... Joanna Calderwoods in a catchweight fight at 118 against Cynthia Carvalho. Should be a pretty good fight here. I wonder who didn't make way. We'll probably look into that a little bit later. Stevie Reyes taking on Pell Felder, Jack Marshman, and Ryan James. In other words, big, lots of big names here, right? You know all these guys, don't you? Don't you? Khalil Roundtree and Paul Craig and James McEwen and Justin Willis. You know all those guys, right? All of them. I know Gunnar Nelson. That's probably it. And Cynthia Carvalho and Calderwood. I know those two. That's it. Three fighters on the entire card. But, 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 these are up-and-comers, and that's what free TV's all about. The bottom line is, MMA hasn't been like boxing over the years. They got smart, even though they're, like, pimping off that one uh, pay-per-view each and every month, which I think is, like, a, a gas. There's just no doubt about it. It's a gas. I mean, you know, the fact that they want you to go into your pocketbook and come up with 900 and something bucks a year to watch the fights in high definition, that's just, it's just not, it's, it's not fair. I mean, especially if, you like, you know, you're low relatively middle income or low income. Are you gonna spend a thousand dollars a year just to watch fights on TV? That isn't fair. You don't have to do it for any other fight. You don't any other any other sport. NBA, baseball, football, the Super Bowl. I can go on and on NBA Finals. You don't have to do that for that. You get to watch it on our free TV. But if you want to watch the very best in mixed martial arts and sometimes boxing, you've got to watch it on pay TV, which I think is a bit of a heist. Anyway, you are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide, you're inside, look at the world of boxing, and MMA. As far as Glasgow, Scotland is concerned, man, it's pretty cool. It is. I've been there one time, and all I can say is that Jim Watt was there as well. Of course, the former WBC lightweight champion, the man that lost that title to the great Alexis Arguello, and having visited with both countrymen, I'm talking about Jim Watt in Scotland, and Alexis Arguello in Nicaragua, they were both the kings, and they were the toast of both their capitals. There's no doubt about it, man. Jim Watt still rocking and rolling, doing the boxing on TV. In fact, if you tend to like Box Nation or some of the... English broadcasts which are better than the American broadcasts, as far as uh, professional boxing, there's so no doubt about it. I mean, listen, they don't cheerlead. Even when there's an English guy involved, they just don't cheerlead. you got to give them props to that. I mean, because you hear Jim Lampley on HBO cheerleading for Manny Pacquiao. I mean, hey, Manny, 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 Manny. You don't need to hear that, man. Manny this, Manny that, Manny this, Manny that, while the other guy's out doing Manny. I mean, that's, 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 that's the way some of these Jim Lampley type of cheerleaders approach the world of boxing and analyzing it on television. But the English, I guess it's because, of, you know, the Marcus of Queensberry is one of their lads. So I guess they started boxing. They've got a little bit of dignity to it. And even when there's an English guy involved, they say, oh, he's in, like when he's going to get lit up like a White House Christmas tree, they don't go out there, so he's going to win. They go, oh, he's in, he's in deep water tonight. I mean, they just tell like it is. The bottom line is the English know boxing. They started boxing, and they deserve a lot of class. Of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check your inside, look at the world of Boxing and MMA, let's take it to the Ring Talk phone lines and bring in Christian in Galveston, Texas. What's up, Christian?
18: Nothing much, Pedro. How, I mean, long time no hear. How have you been doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Now, you know I got the Texas Triangle going, right? I got KTIC in Dallas, Texas, 1310 AM. I got KTXS 104.9 FM in Austin, Texas. Of course, I've got KGOW 1560 AM in Houston, Texas. That is the Texas Triangle for Ring Talk Live worldwide, baby.
18: Yeah, and to be honest, I can't believe that David Gao of KGao and Gao Media finally got you guys, a, I mean, finally got Sports Overnight and Sports Byline USA a deal to have these shows on the network, especially your shows. You're going to be, I mean, it's crazy that you're on right now on all these SB Nation radio stations, and then you're going to be on later tonight for the first hour of Ring, I mean... <laughs> The
2: no-holds-barred show,
18: right? I believe so. Right,
2: right. When I'm hot right. and I'm happy, I'm listening. The affiliates of Rock and Roll, as I mentioned a little earlier, Pittsburgh, PA, 540 AM, Steel City, of course, Houston, Atlanta, Atlanta, GA, WXJO, 1120 AM. Man, my times in Atlanta with Jackie Sunshine Smith. Man, those were some good times, of course. Phoenix, Arizona, KQFN, 1580 AM in Phoenix, of course. I told you about that story when the Phoenix, when the Capitol Police arrested me for robbery that time, or detained me for robbery at gunpoint, and I was in a suit and tie. It was 105 degrees. How can somebody rob somebody, armed robbery, with a suit and tie, walking a picket line in front of the Capitol building?
18: Huh, you can't. That's crazy. I mean, that is really crazy to, be, to even be doing that in such hot weather. Is, it's
2: just crazy. No, no, no. But, uh, the, the picketing I understood doing it was crazy because I was in the suit. But the bottom line is when the cops came out, jumped out of the cars, and tried to pull guns on you, that, that wasn't pretty. It wasn't a great, great visit to the state of Arizona. Anyway, Christian, I thank you so much for the uh, call. Stay tuned. Well, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside. That's... Pardon me? We lost him. Okay. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing MMA, 21 and a half minutes past the hour. One station I did, did not remember mentioned Denver, KT's, KDCO, 1340 AM. You guys sold $100 million worth of pot last month. $100 million worth of pot? You got to be kidding. No, oh, Denver. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
3: That's
5: 800-797-1256. Nunez's hands are down. and She's walking Ronda down. She tags her again.
0: Over and
7: over. Amanda Nunez.
0: Now more of
2: Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I love. 25 and a half minutes past there. Are you attuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide? The demise of Ronda Rousey. of course, she'll never fight again. She was great for the game, no doubt about that. She brought a lot of attention, a lot of media to the world of mixed martial arts and combat sports at large. So, but after, you know, after she got her head all stuffed up with, you know, accolades from people like me, she became a turd. And once you become a turd, it's time to flush you, baby. Bottom line is, my guy on the line from Houston, Texas, take that back to the Texas area. One of my great friends, folks. And, you know, if I've only got a couple friends in the world, the fact that I've got this guy as one of them uh, is priceless. What can I say? Bob Spagnola, welcome to Ring Talk, buddy.
20: Yes, sir, Pete. Yes, sir. How are you?
2: I'm excellent, man. And let's talk about this Conor mcgregor Floyd Mayweather fight. Of course, Conor, of course, to uh, according to uh, who who says here he got knocked out. They're starting to say he's already been knocked out in training. I'm talking about McGregor. But McGregor is going to try to box Floyd Mayweather. Isn't this just a little... Little too unrealistic
20: i mean really it's just uh i mean you do a promotion like this and it's almost like you have to have something to talk about and god have these guys thought of a few things but uh it, it's amazing but i mean remember you know being as old as i am i remember when they tried to you know convince Wilt chamberlain and i think that they had convinced Wilt chamberlain to to fight muhammad ali and it was uh, because, you know, and, and Howard Cosell, I remember the interviews, was involved in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, whenever you have guys cross over, I heard at one point in time they were going to have Jim Brown fight Rocky Marciano. And, uh, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, when I was a kid, I was a fast runner, and then all of a sudden you, you know, they put you with Carl Lewis. Or You know, I used to love to swim at the pool, you know. <laughs> We'd go down to the shore or whatever, and then they, they put you in with, I mean, they're, with a professional. So uh now needless to say MMA is the boxing and the striking is part of it but oh my god how absurd that that they would consider you know outboxing Floyd Mayweather, you know, the only ever I mean uh, for a guy a novice really in our business to do something like this. Uh, I mean, it's just, to me, I mean, it's, but I mean, you know, at the same time, I guess I'm a hater because, you know, they're going to do big, big business, Pete. They're going to, they're going to shed. And in my own selfish love of boxing, I'm glad at least, you know, the first three times they had any kind of a high profile boxer MMA, you know, the, the fighter was, you know, being choked out in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Certainly I don't think that's what's gonna happen
2: here. Okay. You know, you talked about the Wilt Chamberlain and Mohammed Ali fights nineteen sixty five, the Houston Astrome. They had the press conference, was ready to go. In fact, that Wilt had, I think he even signed a, a letter of intention to fight. But Angelo Dundee told me before he passed, he said, You know, I tried to tell Cassius or muhammad he goes, I tried to tell him, please, don't get under Wilt's skin. Don't get under Wilt's skin. So he gets up there and he starts telling that You know what noise you're going to hear over your radio set when I fight Wilt Chamberlain? You know what noise you're going to hear? Timber! Timber. Exactly. So, you know, a couple minutes later, Wilt said, you're not going to embarrass me, and Wilt backed out. But had Cassius, had Muhammad Ali kept his mouth shut, that freak fight would have taken place.
20: Yeah, no, and and it would have taken a place to a great acclaim and and an incredible embarrassment for, you know, one of the great uh, big men in the history of the game. So, uh, their game,
2: but but anyway,
20: it, uh, it he was it, he was
2: it, also it, a big man. Uh, well, Chamberlain was also a big man in porn. I mean, let's be honest the guy the guy wrote a book saying he went to bed with ten thousand women. Yeah,
20: well, yeah, listen, but that's, yeah, well, yeah, I don't <laughs> claim to know anything about. Uh, so I, but I do, uh, you know he was a he was an icon of the time, and and I guess in MMA, McGregor is an icon. Although their universe has only been you know in totality so many years uh compared to the the long history of boxing but that doesn't make them you know anything less the fact is, is it's the golden rule the guy that's got the gold's going to make the rules and if, if we can both be sure if, if mcgregor was allowed to use everything in his his uh, arsenal you know arsenal then then he would be completely favored in this fight but uh, since he's not, and all he can do is go by, you know, by our rules, I, I can't see. Floyd, uh,
2: Floyd yeah. even got him to, to admit to get into a fight at 154, so that means they'll fight with 10-ounce gloves. That means he'll, he'll be wearing gloves that are 150%, 150% bigger and heavier than the gloves he's used to wearing.
20: Yeah. No, no, of course. The, you know, the the... But you know, it's it's like having a lacrosse player go out and line up with an NFL lineman. I mean, all of these small kind of set piece battles matter. It was like when Hagler fought Leonard. You know, they wanted Leonard so much they gave up everything.
2: They gave they gave up the ring. They they gave up the size. They gave up the size of the ring. They gave up the the distance of the fight from fifteen rounds to twelve rounds,
20: which was a huge difference. And then there were a lot of things that that we'll never know about that they gave up. But when you give up a lot of things like that, sometimes they really, one or two of those really end up being uh, substantial. And, and But this even, you know, it's just, uh, it's a great point about the size. These guys, when they do hit a guy on the chin, there's not a lot there. Uh, you know, not a lot of insulation to absorb that. Well, our gloves are bigger and, and uh, both for the protection of our hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the other guy, but, did, did, but the did, fact did, is, is all of his armaments, all of his. You know, when you're allowed to go certain places on a guy to do, you know, movement. Once you know, you get the guy up against the wall. Or I mean, there's a million things that they can do uh, that he's not going to be able to do. You
2: you, you talked, uh, you, Bobby Bobby, you talked about. About covering all your bases, this and that. When Kathy Duva allowed put Sergey Kovalev in with Andre Ward the first time, should she have done her homework a little bit better as far as judges and things like that are concerned? Did she drop the ball on that?
20: You know, it's it's hard to say. I, I don't want to second any, second guess anyone because one man's dropping the ball is another man's it up. really being on top of it. Yeah. Okay, because. You know, there's only all these you know, sanctioning bodies, especially when it's a multiple sanctioning body. I was involved when, you know, Trout was WBA champion and and uh, and uh, Canelo was WBC champion, and they both met unbeaten for their titles. It was supposed to be, you know, of the four officials, there'd be 2BA, two 2BC. Two anyway, it ended up with, you know, with the Darling Texas Commission being in love, and we are Talking from the great state of Texas, at least I am. But they, uh, you know, they went with the BC 100%. And it cost Trout, you know, really the better part of his career. That was a, if he had been on a level playing field fighting in the state, you know. Uh, he was born you know in a United States Army base, and you'd think he'd get a chance
2: let us let's, uh, let's switch gears the comeback of boxing last night fox sports t v al Heyman starting to put his guys up in tough man I mean Robert goguerro basically got drilled by Omar Figueroa and wow knocked down five times, but has he gotten to the point where he, he he's got to match his best against his best and he can't put on any more b s fights or what well.
20: Listen, I think that, uh, you know, what has the best people, the hugest beneficiary of any of this that's going on, I think, is the television. You know, they've been getting, you know, some great matches uh, under some great circumstances. And they've been getting a bunch of programming, you know, under even better circumstances than that, which is, you know, you're being paid to air it.
2: So And, and the fighters are uh, making they, money, Bobby. And the fighters are making money. That's the most important thing you and I know, that we want the fighters to get rewarded. And under Al Heyman, those guys have made a few bucks. Yeah.
20: No, but listen, and they, and God bless them. And, you know, God bless those people for investing that money in boxing. And God bless, you know, Al for, for uh, distributing it. But it's, you know, it's going to get down to can the business plan work. I mean, I was... Cracking up when I saw because they almost because of the timing slot they couldn't get pay per view money uh for uh you know Pacquiao and the match and so they ended up putting on live and then taking you know about for heyman's uh business plan, which is to air them on broadcast networks and mm-hmm. and let the the uh advertising revenue make the make the deal work so mm-hmm. Uh, but, it is, you know, this business, Pete, you've been in it as long as I have. Everybody, it's really hard to, to say, okay, for now on, now we're going to go buy, you know, when you've been buying time. You know, everybody, everything's a new negotiation. And the, the TV guys, I think, are very threatened because they, uh, uh, you know, they were in such control because, you know, they were controlling the purse strings.
2: Mm-hmm. No doubt about that, of course. Now with Al Heyman basically paying fighters decent amounts of money. Listen, I don't always agree with the decisions that Al Heyman's made as a pro and as a promoter, but the bottom line is I think he's brought boxing back to the masses to an extent, and you got to give him credit. Give credit where it's due. Speaking of giving credit where it's due, you are one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. Say hello to your lovely wife. Say hello to your daughter. I hope you guys, are, all three of you, are having a, a great summer, man. Bobby, you're just the classiest, one of the classiest people I've ever met in my life. I love you, man. You take good care. Appreciate it, Peach. The great Bob Spagnuolo, folks, manager extraordinaire on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. In our upcoming segment, we'll hear from both Fabrice Verdum and, of course, Alistair Overeem, those two heavyweights going at it last week. UFC rocking and rolling, UFC fight week, of course. The semi-main event, two knockout punchers, man. I mean, two guys that can just, like, destroy one another. Just, like, the most incredible punchers in the heavyweight division's history, right? And guess what? Guess what? Both got glass jaws. That means... This fight's going to end soon. No, no, it went the distance. We'll talk about that after the break. Open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. The text line is happening as well. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Want to say hello to Vegas? K Ship KSHP, 1400 AM. And, of course, KMZQ, 870 AM, Las Vegas, Nevada. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
15: The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it.
16: You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at one eight hundred three one six one seven three eight. 316 1738 That's one eight hundred three one six one seven three eight. 316 1738 Get your free information by dialing one eight hundred three one six one seven three eight. 316 1738 That's 1-800-316-1738. one six one seven three eight. One eight hundred three one six one seven three eight. 316 1738
7: Dominic, two of the very best heavyweights of the last decade clash for the third time tonight. You know, there was a bit of a controversial decision in this one. Why don't you take us through Fabrizio Verdun versus Alistair Overeem.
3: Yeah, it was a controversy because it was a competitive match, but I mean, these guys threw it all out there and I'm not not sad about how this fight went. I mean, right here you see Overeem was able to hurt Verdoom a little bit early, was able to land these knees. He was able to rock Verdoom a little bit. This jump knee off that comp that overhand right was incredible that he throws. And then from here you see Werdum just let la- or excuse me, Overeem throw the big overhand left. And then Redum starts coming back. He lands one of the nicest knees in the whole fight, takes him down, controls Overeem for the entire end of the round, and just didn't quite do enough. He was chasing uh, Overeem around the around the octagon, trying to land, but it just wasn't enough output to make up. I think we're doom needed to get the submission in the end of yeah. that fight in order to win that one. It but the a nice numbers b- were out at of a, at a, at a whack on that one. Yeah, yeah.
7: It was a nice fight. I enjoyed it. I thought Overeem looked nice and fluid. I thought his movement was good. For me, he, he had his chin a little high in the air. Uh, I'd like to see him bring that down in future. But, um... You know, it was clear that Overeem was the better striker. You know, Verdum had his moments. Of course, he's a big, strong, powerful guy that needs to be respected, and he had his moments when he was swinging. But you could just see the fluidity in the movement and the striking from Overeem is what won him this fight. Regarding the decision, I think Verd- uh, Overeem definitely got the first two rounds. I've got the scores right here. You actually, uh, Alistair Overeem had 10-9 rounds from all three judges in the first two yes. rounds. The third round, 10, eight, one 10, 8 yeah. for Fabrizio Verdum and two 10-9s. Yeah, that's kind of how I saw it, to be honest. I even said to Kenny about it. 10-8.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you mentioned it. But I think you're wrong. I, yeah, I don't well, think it's well, enough to score well, a 10 8. Agreed. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But I I, I think I didn't think that was a 10-8 round. A 10-8 round needs to be an extremely dominant round. If you're inside guard and you're throwing little hammer fists and you're not able to pass the guard and, and, and attack with any type of submissions or be in the mouth and, and, and score strikes, that's not a 10-8 round. So you are cor- I
7: thought they got it right. You are correct in what you say, but maybe that's more applicable to the old scoring. Because these days, they did change it, and they're trying to encourage more 10-8s. Yeah. Um, that so, round would have been a 10-8 in yeah. the new scoring in system. The, new score, uh, the, the, is the way still. they judge the rounds that now, that would have been a 10 If you go out there and clearly dominate the round, it used to be for a 10-8 round, you had to pretty much kill the guy, yeah. but the fight not get stopped. I know I shouldn't say that word. Uh, but you really had to inflict start to finish. a lot of damage. But now, all you're going to do is clearly win that round, and I think it becomes a 10-8. He did knock him down. He hurt him, yeah. Well, he, and again, an he controlled there's the round. Down. Again, this just but speaks to the frustration that the new rules were not in effect, and it's not that the fighters necessarily are thinking about that, but right. it does affect it when you guys break down the fight and think what the yeah, scores. And the
5: fact s- that it was a trilogy, it would have been a tragedy oh, for a that draw. thing to oh, be a draw. I you know,
0: like, I- no! wow, now, sh- more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 42, make it 43 minutes past. There are, of course, the USC 213 event going down. That was the semi-main event. Fabrice Verdum, of course, losing a decision now, 21-7. and 7. Alistair Overeem, the former strike force of Grand Prix heavyweight champion, 43-15. He 15 losses in the world of mixed martial arts. He's been knocked out a bunch of times, but, man, he's still rocking and rolling. he's one of the most articulate mixed martial arts fighters I've ever heard in my entire life from him. But man from a speaking point of view. I mean, this guy is really like gifted as far as his speaking abilities. I'm going to talk about Alistair Overing. We used to call him Alistair Overroyd anyway, the winner in the semi-main event last week. Now, the main event for the, I guess, the interim USC middleweight title, 185 pounds. Of course, the title on the line because of the fact that Michael Bisping and Georges St. Pierre are supposed to be doing something, but they're not doing something, so I don't know what's going on with that. I think the USC is trying to borrow something from the world of boxing and trying to Pimp off two belts at the same time in the same weight class. Anyway, Robert Whitaker from Australia, pretty good looking fighter now, man. I mean, he can really rock. I mean, now what's his record? Nineteen and four. Uh, pretty good, pretty good looking fighter. I mean, I didn't think he was gonna beat. I just didn't think he was gonna beat Yoel Romero out of Cuba. I really didn't. Yoel came in at twelve and one with like ten knockouts. The guy was drilling everybody. He's flying knees. Didn't he just destroy Chris wyman He knocked Chris Weidman like into another time zone. I mean, like ba boom, and with flying knees and. Opened up Wyden's face like it was ugly. Anyway, the bottom line is, UOL wasn't in this one, and the UOL ended up losing a five-round decision, going away a majority decision, I believe. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, Robert Whitaker is the interim one hundred eighty-five pound champion of the UFC. Now, what does that mean? I just don't know, and I think UFC is sort of like trying to keep us in the dark on this one because GSP, of course, they want him to come back in October. But well, they're not talking about any cards as far as GSP is concerned. I mean, I'm looking at the at the various UFC schedules, the proposed schedules, the 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 the, uh, the definite schedules, the rumored schedules. I'm just not seeing GSP on the, any of these uh, these fight cards yet. So the bottom line is, at the end of the day, we want to see what Georges St. Pierre has left after a three-year layoff, coming back maybe at 185 pounds, thinking he could be Bisping because Bisping is a limited champion at 185. But you know. I don't know if he could beat Whitaker. I mean, we're talking size now. You know, size means a lot. And 15 pounds is a whole lot. Especially, you know, I, I heard from Gennaro Hernandez, an hour number one, the late uh, super featherweight champion, how he made the same weight for like almost 17 years as a professional. That was That's hard, man. These guys get old, they put on weight. And when you put on weight, you know, you're not at your peak anymore. You're just not. You're just not there. So, hopefully... Mr. Bisping will get his act together, and GSP will probably hook this one up. They'll do 185 pounds. Good luck to GSP. But I, 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 I would think if, if they were both at 170, and it was like three years ago, GSP would just walk away and just walk all over uh, Michael Bisping. But the fact that Bisping is a legitimate middleweight, probably coming into the octagon that night at better than 200 pounds, if he weighs in at 185. Of course, I told you how these guys cut weight, the guys that – they cut weight to 205, they cut like 20 pounds like the last 36 to 48 hours, sometimes 72 hours. Don't ask me how they do it, because if I told you, you'd gross out. Okay, think enema. All kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, I've heard fighters do all vacuums, all kinds of crazy stuff in order to make weight. Of course, uh, Jorge Maramero Pia is being carried out of that sauna up there at the the Las Vegas Hilton. or was No, the Las Vegas Hilton, not the Reno Hilton. That was another time he was drying out the Reno Hilton. We dried out together, sort of, getting massages. I used to get massages when I would go to the fights. The night before a fight, I would sort of check into the the, uh, health spa and get a massage, and, of course, it was always fighters down there cutting weight the night before the weigh-in, of course, because we used to have the weigh-ins on professional boxing cards in the morning. That's the way weigh-ins should be. In fact, I think weigh-ins should be like three hours before the event. That way, you don't have guys dying to make unnatural weights and things like that. They've got to fight at their natural weight, per se. If a guy is the welterweight champion of the world, he comes in at 147 pounds. Floyd Mayweather is the exception to the rule. Maybe he'll gain like maybe three pounds, maybe come in at 151, some 150, something like that. But most guys, Keith Thurman, guys like that, when they're weighing 147 pounds, they gain closer to almost 15 to 18 pounds. That's a lot of weight to put on, man. That's just a lot of weight, and they're cutting water to get there. It's a science now. They're doing it with, uh, of course, the UFC, and I think Vada. The voluntary anti-doping association and the the United States Anti-Doping Association has gone against intravenous uh, refusions, and and I'm I'm not down with that. I really don't. I I think that if you want to do the IV after a a weigh-in in order to help you get to make weight, I think it's cool as long as you're not putting nothing artificial in your body. I think you should be able to put fluids back in your body. That's just sort of natural. It doesn't make sense. That's how guys get hurt. That's how you get those. Those, uh, those brain injuries, guys are all dried out. There's no fluid up there, okay? Bad, bad move. I think the world of mixed martial arts and the world of boxing need to come around and realize they need to tell their events, their, their, uh, their main event participants, listen, You've got to be able to fight close to the welterweight limit when you fight at welterweight. Welterweight in the world of mixed martial arts is 170 pounds. If you're the world middleweight champion, you shouldn't be coming at the octagon at 204 pounds. It just doesn't make sense. You are not the world middleweight champion if you're fighting at 204 and 205 pounds. You're like a light heavyweight contender. That's the next UFC weight class, from 185 to 205. So what I'm trying to tell you is... You need guys to fight at their natural weights. If you don't have it, eventually there's going to be some serious, serious injuries involving these guys cutting weights. Because, you know, I told you about Chris Cyborg Santos. Go to YouTube.com. I'm serious. Go to YouTube.com. Look up Chris Cyborg Santos and her weight loss. And you watch her doing her weight loss and you just absolutely freak out. You will, it will blow your mind. I kid you not. Of course, we've got the card on USC today coming to you from Glasgow, Scotland. That's taking place as I speak. But the next coming, next forthcoming card in the world of the Ultimate Fighting Championships, July 22nd from Uniondale, New York. Of course, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. They had boxing last night. I think it was Fox Sports 1 was there last night with Omar Figueroa drilling Robert Guerrero. Of course, Robert Guerrero, the former world champion. But Chris Weidman, the aforementioned world middle Age champion who got lit up like the White House Christmas tree. Of course, the time before last by Raul you know, Romero and then got beat in the last fight. I think it was Gagar Masasi. That was an ugly ending for Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman not looking good of late. Lost three fights in a row. Chris Weidman, if you don't win this time, time to get a day job. Kelvin Gastelum, I think, was penalized about two months ago for testing positive for a slight amount of marijuana in his system. Evidently, he's been cleared. This is in the middleweight main event here. Danita uh, I take that back. Dennis Bermudez and Darren Elkins are going to hook it up in the semi-main event. Ed is going to go down at featherweight 145. Of course, Weidman, the former middleweight champion, trying to capture glory at 185. Good luck on that one. Patrick Cummins in a light-heavy fight against uh, Grand Vellante. And so I'm looking at the rest of the card. I'm not all that thrilled here. I'm really not all that thrilled. In fact, I want to talk about the upcoming card between John Jones, of course, and... Daniel Cormier, the rematch. Does John Jones still have it? Has he lost it? I mean, the cocaine, the steroids, the car wrecks. I mean, what hasn't John Jones been involved with outside of um, domestic violence and or some, some crazy? He just, I mean, outside of slapping anybody around uh, females, he's done real well. I mean, he's committed every other gaffe there is. He's ticked off the police. He's made himself an enemy of the Albuquerque police. But then again, the Albuquerque police, according to the U.S. Justice Department, is the most corrupt police department in the United States. Did I say that? Yes, I did say that. I'll say it once again. Former police officer saying that the Albuquerque police police department is considered one of the most corrupt police departments in the entire United States, according to the Department of Justice. So when I see them having uh, uh, these constant clashes with John Jones, I think that, you know, maybe Jones is is, is responsible for some of it. But again, the cops being as corrupt as they are, according to the, the rumors. And the take that back. It's been put in writing by the U.S. Justice Department. Albuquerque PD, not so cool. John Jones. Of course, he uh, former lightweight heavyweight champion. Only lost one fight. He was disqualified there. Of course, he is the man at 205, no doubt about that. Daniel Cormier, the reigning champion, as I speak. Of course, he lost to John Jones about two years ago. Pretty decisive fight. But in that fight, leading up to that fight, there were some funny testosterone levels on the part of both guys. They both had weird testosterone levels. And you've got extremely low testosterone levels, especially like John Jones. I think John Jones... <clears throat> And uh, I think his T-levels were something like an 85-year-old man. In other words, sexually and physically and all that kind of good stuff, his body said, according to his testosterone level, he was 85 years old. Wow, 85 years old. He was only 29. He really aged overnight, huh? No, no, no. He was playing around with the steroids. That's what happens when you get caught messing around with cycles. So the next time, he tried to be slick when he was playing this game, and he used an estrogen blocker. And the estrogen blocker, of course, he was caught with that. As was uh, Brock Lesnar. Both of those guys caught for that UFC event one year ago, July 2016. But he was he was caught with an estrogen blocker because this is what you use to make sure your T levels don't fall so low. Do you have the T level of an 85 year old man when you're not 85 years old? What am I trying to tell you, John Jones, baby? 14 karat cheat, no doubt about it. 14 karat cheat. And speaking of uh, Cormier, well, of course, he showed that he was ready to be taken. When he took on the, the uh Anderson Silva fight, of course the spider took him on less than twenty four hours notice when John Jones had to pull out of a fight and joint and Daniel Cormier of course took on the spider. And the spider hadn't been training. He like he was at the way and as a spectator and he came out of like the fed it's like coming out of the stands to take this guy on. He came out of the stands and guess what? He knocked Cormier almost out with a kick to the left side and I thought Cormier was ready to go and Anderson Silva being as old as he was I mean the guy's like I think officially 50 was like 39 or 40, but he's like maybe 45 or 50. He just looked, oh, like seniors is, like elderly. No knock on the elders, I'm one, okay? But he just looked elderly as a fighter's concern. But yet again, he was able to pull that off and almost knocked out the reigning white heavyweight champion of the world, Daniel Cormier. That being said, John Jones, anywhere close to what he was, uh, who knows? But then again, what John Jones was is he could have been on steroids. It could have been all about being on steroids. Think about that. John Jones' entire career, look at it from a different lens now because of the fact that he's played around with steroids and cocaine. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
4: Okay, so your heart broke.
5: You sit around moping, crying, crying. You say, you
6: even
8: thinking about dying? Well, before you do anything rash,
3: That's
9: 855-325-1780. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government
3: Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
19: Five, one.
0: Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: August 25th. Check it out. Spike TV, of course, Bellator 182, coming to you from the Turney Stone Casino in Verano, New York. I'll tell you a little story about the Turney Stone Casino. I was a ring announcer there one night, and it was like 105 degrees in a tent. In a tent, I kid you not. So I went for a beer after the show. They didn't serve any beer on this camp premises. No beer at a casino, a major casino. The American Indians ran that casino. No booze were allowed. Speaking of booze, these guys won't be booze. And I'm talking about, of course, the main event. Audrey Koroshev, former champion of of uh, uh, the uh, Bellator MMA, of course, now in the middle of main event, 185 pounds, taking on Chidi Nujugunlu. Wow, that was a good one. 17 and 4 is Chidi. 19 and 2 is Koroshev. The co feature, of course, is coming to you live on Spike TV, folks. Only on Spike TV is Bellator MMA. Fernando Gonzalez and Brendan Ward, of course, the co-feature here. The co-feature is going to be a featherweight, 145 pound three round co main event. Twenty-five and fourteen is Gonzalez with a record of fifteen and five is Brendan Ward. Both those guys hook it up, and I think they're evenly matched, as Scott Cooker tries to do. Because when you evenly match guys, guess what? Things happen in the world of MMA and things positive things happen. When you put a guy that's like ten times better than the other guy, yeah, the knockout's gonna come, but what what good was it? It doesn't do anything except pad somebody's record. And I don't think that Scott Coker is looking to pad records right now. He's looking to put on great fights. So check him out. August the 25th, the first card, the upcoming card on Bellator MMA on Spike TV. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Your inside. Look at the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Often imitated, but never duplicated. 34 plus years now of radio press as you're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. I thank you so much for spending some time with me here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Don't forget, Saturdays and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, that's 2 p.m. Eastern time on many of these same stations. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it! Live from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. My name is Pedro Fernandez. And thank you so much for tuning in to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.